0: Hello, and welcome to the Neff Canyon Ward podcast. My name is Tyler Slade, and I'm excited to bring you all the cool people of our neighborhood and ward. The goal of this podcast is for all of us to get to know each other better, to create unity through sharing our experiences with others in the gospel. All right, we're here with the Burbanks. We're excited to be here with uh, Luke and Holly, (laughs) this beautiful house. My goodness, this is awesome. It took you what? How long to build it?
1: Uh two years almost. Oh well, no, a year and a half. Man. Yeah. yeah. About yeah.
0: Yeah, about well right. worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Happy with it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it turned out great. Yeah. Fantastic. You can't Thank even you. hear your kids.
1: <laughs> we may have threatened their lives. <laughs> you can't, No noises. You didn't notice walk. the shock collars? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> don't touch anything. Don't. Go to touch bed. You got it. <laughs>
0: so we got the Elders Corn presidency here with uh Tom and Gary and 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 myself Tyler and we're here interviewing the Burbank's we're excited. Uh Luke Got to start this adventure with us, and then he was called away to a different calling, and so yeah, I get to feel what it's like to be on the, yeah, the receiving yeah, end of this. It's a, it's a little the different receiving. for sure. <laughs> so Luke, why don't we start with you and uh, and maybe just tell the ward a little bit about uh, where you're from, your story of, of uh, growing up
2: and school and that stuff and profession. Okay, um, I am a Salt Lake County person through and through. I I um I think I've lived in almost every municipality in Salt Lake County and I would take any one of you or anybody in a challenge to try to get around the valley faster than me because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've lived in just about every neighborhood <laughs> so um, but uh, yeah bounced around all over the place and um, went to Brighton high School but I, I grew up originally in West Jordan West Valley bounced around to Sandy Murray Draper all over the valley I mean I've been in then yeah so everywhere but Um, yeah, I met Holly up at the University of Utah on her first day of college. (laughs) So she, uh, uh, walks. So you picked her out quick. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like she picked me out quick. (laughs) 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 No, um, but I, uh, we had a mutual friend that, um, that I went to high school with and she went to Brighton and she, she went, came into Brighton the year that I left. So, uh we didn't ever know each other but when we had this mutual friend at the university of utah um we started uh studying in a class together and it was truly all business and we she was so young that we didn't we didn't have any romantic interests for the first 4 months or so until she gave me a challenge to uh that She would deny me if I tried to kiss her. And then, (laughs) so I immediately took the challenge. And after about seven times, she actually did reject me about seven times in a row on the eighth time. She let me kiss her. so. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, but yeah, so uh, was that all the same day or was that
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was all actually, just, it yeah,
2: was, <laughs> uh, yeah by, by the time it was like when she actually made that, she was bragging about there that. I wasn't
1: bragging, I was saying, I don't get do And by the way, we don't have those. to talk
2: all about us kissing on this whole thing. So we'll oh, move yeah. on real quick. Oh, yeah. But, but anyway, so it was, it was Tom. It was all in about thirty seconds, actually.
1: <laughs> Persistence.
2: <laughs> so, anyway, we, uh, um, we, yeah. Now I do commercial real estate brokerage and have been one, one business, one shop, one team for my whole career. And I, I don't know that I'll be doing anything different. I love it, and we have really good clients. This guy Tom happens to be one of them, so yeah. we've done a lot of business with with him. So um yeah it's just really fun i love it
0: when you say commercial real estate i mean you're talking like a little bit more for the ward okay because we hear that and we're like okay what is it really
2: doing (laughs) (laughs) my (laughs) i am extremely specialized in what i do so uh, i i do industrial real estate so anything that has to do with a good that's being manufactured produced or shipped or distributed or whatever the the real estate that it's made in or shipped out of or whatever i deal with and so we work with people too um who both rent or own that and try to find different space and that's that's it it's it's really we're not i'm not saving lives we're yeah we're just we're helping packages get to your doorstep sooner that's it (laughs) which is saving lives yeah (laughs) that's true (laughs) that's true
0: (laughs) all right holly how about you let's let's hear a little bit about your story
1: okay i grew up in cottonwood heights and went to brighton high school i then we went then i went to the u but i was young i was like uh, i was up a i started my parents must have started me early so i was really young for my grade and so when i met luke i was 17 only and so that's the way he was like you're
0: so young you know you were 17 at the u
1: at the u yeah yeah okay
3: yeah Robin the cradle.
1: So, but as it's soon true. as I turned 18, like a month later, then I must've been a new <laughs> person because different. then he was totally interested.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you like your September birthday?
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Late, late September. Yep. So.
0: Yeah. We, well, we dated for what? A year and a half? Yeah. Tell us your story of, uh, of how it all went down getting married and, and, uh, the, the engagement and.
1: Okay. Well, because I was so young, we kind of dated other people all through as we dated each other. So we dated for like a year till we were engaged. But he, we thought I should we should both be dating. So we'd be hanging out be like oh you got to take me home. I got to go. I have another date coming up, you know. She drop me off and <laughs> no, I go wait, on wait, a wait.
0: date. Were you transparent in this? <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, we knew. Oh, yeah. And
1: Luke was like, "You're so young. I want to make sure you feel like you are like have, having a college experience of dating other people." So I'd go on another date and then I'd get home and call and be like, Okay, I'm back.
2: <laughs> so then we go hang out again. Then we go hang
1: out. <laughs> so we just kinda knew we really liked each other right up the bat. But we also and in fact I remember when Luke told someone we were engaged, he called to tell him, Hey, we got engaged. We're like, I didn't even know you guys were exclusive. <laughs> we're like, Well, we kind of weren't, but we were, but we kind of were
0: <laughs> Interesting.
1: Yes. So So from
0: the day you met until engagement, that was how
1: long? That was a little over a year. A and so over I year. was 18 when we got engaged and then I was barely 19 when we got married. Okay. I was so yeah mm-hmm. So it
0: was
2: basically two years from getting to know each other and then marriage mm-hmm. Yeah, a little under that. Yeah, and yeah. It, it came the funny thing is is that we all I always wonder who let us get married so young but her parents were all, yeah, all, both our parents were extremely supportive and and her parents were very supportive and like her mom I remember one time um, we were at her house and she walked out of the room, and her mom kind of like slammed her hands on the table and stared right in my eyes. And she said, "When are you going to ask my daughter to marry you?" <laughs> so it was, good, which I took as a total compliment. And and I, right? uh, I uh, yeah, I love her family; they're amazing. So it's uh, it's all it's been good that way for sure.
0: Love it. Okay, so then you guys uh, you got married, and then. Were you in the Harvard-Yale area? Is that where I remember? Or is that next? Yeah,
1: yeah, we were there for a while. We moved, we were in Sandy for a few years and then back to the Harvard-Yale area and then okay. here.
0: So this is the other thing that we're learning in the podcast that we have to ask. The relations in the ward and the neighborhood and the oh. state, just <laughs> connect all the dots for everybody because someone new, like me, you know, fairly new, I'm like, what are all these connections? I mean we, the Fredericks. We know that everybody's related to them. Related besides to the them. Fredericks,
2: <laughs> 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 oh,
1: we yeah we have quite a few. Well, Shireen, Cannon, and Nelson. She's my aunt. Okay. And so then Tracy and Dane. Dane's my cousin. And then um, there's another. Killeen and Kat are in the ward. Killeen Omana, mm-hmm.
3: Kat Omana. Mm-hmm.
1: And then Luke. Luke's uncle is Bishop Gay. Yes.
2: Because your
0: mom is yes. his twin?
1: No. Yeah, no. It is his older sister.
2: She's the oldest sister of, the, there there were nine kids in their family, and she was the oldest sister, second of nine kids. Okay. So, and the, the triplets, Bishop triplets. Gay was the youngest. Okay. So, and then.
1: Oh, and then my parents live in the ward now too, but they you know, have a calling out.
2: Yeah, what's their they're calling? Family. What are they doing?
1: They're a, he's a bishop of a married student ward at the U. Okay. And then your sister. Oh, yeah. And friend comes too, my sister. <laughs> we have all sorts of people. See? You just have a row of and family. It here, since we did yeah. Well, no, so that's my Aunt Kellyn. See? Well, and my other sister oh, is tall though it's and yes dark. Yes, both of them. Yeah, yes, So, both. <laughs> so
0: we're, okay, everyone's sitting
1: there. Yeah. Yeah, kind well, of. I love
0: your dad. I haven't even met your mom.
1: Oh, I know. So she
0: really hasn't come.
1: Yeah. Since, they they, since they've been here, she has had a calling outside the whole time they've been here. Because they were in, they were. He was in the High Council over there, and so she and she was in the Primary Presidency, and so they are excited to come back sometime yeah. and meet everyone. Probably you right. know, yeah, yeah. yeah probably a year and a half left.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do they
1: live? They're on Park View, just right by the stop sign of Mount, Mount Olympus.
2: right, what's the circle? It's um, Park View Circle. They're across from that, right across the street to the south. Yeah. It's Park View Circle.
3: Really nice looking home.
2: Yeah, and then the Haymans, so the President Hayman, who's now oh, serving a mission Angie and Steve Haymond and all that whole crew. And then um we have other um, family members who are, uh, I guess, is that it in the Cove?
1: Yeah, it.
0: I
2: think that's it.
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> it's, yeah it's, I think that's the new record. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome. What a wonderful neighborhood this well, it's is got and... to be fantastic Mm -hmm. well okay let's uh let's transition a little bit over to uh, your spiritual journey um and i know that this is always fun but uh luke we'll start with you um tell us a little bit about how your testimony came to be and and uh you know a little bit about how this really started for you
2: my my journey's um i think a little different than Some Well, probably than a lot of people, you guys, I've, I've got to listen to a lot of your stories and, um, and I had a, my, my childhood was my, my parents divorced when I was 10. And then I went back and forth between, uh, between them. And so I got to have the opportunity to meet a lot of different people and make, (laughs) make friends. And and some of those friends were a lot more faithful and obedient uh, than others. And, uh, and then when I moved in with my dad, when I, it was, a, it was, I think shortly after my parents got divorced, um, I, he wasn't going to church. So I stopped going to church and, uh, that was about seven years when I, till my junior year and, uh, and there were lots of choices that <laughs> in that period of time that didn't bring a lot of happiness. And, uh, and then I had some really good friends who, well, actually, so, um, I have, and I've told this story in, to the youth probably, I don't know, a half dozen times. But, I love the story. Uh, but I had a buddy who in high school, we I actually have this really, really close group of high school friends, but one of my buddies started inviting me to come sleep at his house on Saturday nights. And uh, and after about four months, including getting dropped off from dances uh, at his house, I would go to his house and, and sleep there. He would have me bring my church clothes and I did that for four months and then ended up moving back in with my mom and, uh, and she was active. So that was kind of the the prep to get there. So, uh, I, I attribute a lot, uh, to my journey of being pulled in by amazing people. And that is the theme of my entire life is just having people who have taken me in and have, have been amazingly generous and, and kind to me. And that, that has helped cultivate, um, my testimony. So I ended up, and I will say this about Bishop Gay, and I try not to say this too much about him because I don't want his head to get too big. (laughs) But uh, he and um, his twin brother and triplet sister, um, they were always amazing. They were always our role models. And every time we would see him, and he knew they knew that we weren't going to church, but every time we'd see him, he would say, hey, you're going on a mission, right? And so I always had this idea that even when I wasn't going to church, I was going on a mission. I didn't know how or why or when, but I just knew I was going to go. And, and, uh, it just kind of worked out with my buddy pulling me back and then going to live with my mom, I ended up going on a mission. And I will say that everything that I, um, I, I mean, I talked to Holly all the time about how my mission shaped me and listening to elder Ballard's talk and conference. I mean, that, that, i don't know where i would be without my mission my mission was so foundational for my entire life and i've have habits that um that are goal setting that are all these things that i do now because of my mission where'd you serve west virginia so so anyway that's that's kind of a long story to get there but no um, no it's not (laughs) because there's more that you're not sharing you've told me before and i want you to
0: share it all and that is uh and let me lead you a little bit here you've talked about you know wanting what you saw
2: in your buddy's house
0: you yeah explain yeah. that a little bit
2: yeah so um as i would go sleep at his house his family they were um they were awesome and and every time i would go there i in hindsight i now identify it as the spirit i mean sure. it was really simple it's plain and simple but then i just felt really good i wanted to be there and they were they were the type of a family that I wanted to have and that I wanted to model my family after. And they were so inclusive and, and loving and open to me that um, it was, uh, that was exactly what I needed. But I mean that alone, just their example and seeing what um, I wanted to have then. And that's not to discredit my parents or anything because they've taught me so many amazing things. And I got to see lots of, you know, you get to see every, um, person around you and the things that you want to incorporate into your life that is definitely something that i felt and would i feel blessed to to have recognized it and and um wanted that for myself and for my family yeah so tell us a little bit more about your mission experience oh um so i went to west virginia and that's in the bible belt and it was a uh, that was amazing. The people out there are unbelievably good people. And I, that's where I learned that, um, that everybody is generally trying they're just generally a good person. There are very few people in my opinion who are not a good person. And, um, and we could have conversations with everybody about anything that we'd totally disagree on. And they were still so generous and he'd walk, I mean, in West Virginia, you you go tracting and you're knocking on doors, but there's there could be a mile in between sure. doors. Sure. <laughs> so you're walking all over the place and we'd be walking down this dirt road and then turn up a um, a dirt driveway that goes for a half mile and a you, Yeah a holler. Yeah they call them a hollow. It's mm-hmm. spelled hollow but that's they say holler. They call mm-hmm. it a holler in West Virginia. So you're you're walking up a holler and then you see this little dirt driveway. So you walk up it and and oftentimes in the summer, they'd just be, I mean, it's exactly what you hear about. They're out on their front porch in their rocking chair, just hanging out. And as soon as they see us and we see them, we wave and it takes us another five minutes to walk up and see them. <laughs> and so by the time we get up there, they uh, invite us to sit down, get us a glass of water or lemonade, You sit sure. down and hang out and chit chat. I mean, it was, it was amazing. And, uh, and the interesting thing is that um, the the statistics were that it was about point seven between point seven and point eight baptisms per missionary for his entire two years. So it was less than one baptism. Really? So it was an extremely low baptizing mission. Wow! And uh, it was so you get you had to really put some work in and learn some perseverance and patience and hard work and uh, um, so it was it was really good just to go and serve and. Go try to open your heart and get to know people. So it was just amazing. Great.
3: Was people. it headquartered in Charleston or where? Charleston, West yeah. Virginia?
2: Yeah. yeah, it was the West Virginia Charleston mission, yeah. but it encompassed all of the the heart of West Virginia except for the Panhandles, and then uh, most well almost all of central and southern Virginia, and then a piece of Maryland, a piece of Pennsylvania, a piece of Ohio. Um, mm. So it was it was pretty big geographic mission. Mm. Yeah, that's so
0: cool. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. All right, Holly, let's hear about your spiritual journey. Where did you first get your testimony?
1: Mine's just kinda straight. I mean, I my parents taught me, you know, they I had such good family and good good parents, and I leaned on their <coughs> testimonies for, you know, growing up until I just kinda I maybe it's a, a spiritual gift of mine, but I am it's kind of just easy for me to believe. So I would test things out and, and as I'd see the fruits of, you know, living the gospel, then it would confirm my testimony bit by bit. And, you know, and it's, it's just grown that way just by living it out and, and seeing that it's true and the way I feel and the joy in my life that comes from it, then I want to keep living that way. So just good teachers, good people, good family, good examples.
0: Any time uh, that maybe you struggled growing up or you're like, why am I doing this? Why are my parents making me do this? Or was it just, no,
2: I'm in.
1: Yeah, I was just kind of in. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I, I will say this about Holly. A long journey. I, I, we've now been married for almost 16 years and she is truly the the best person I've ever met. And I get to see her all the time. I mean, I mean, I mean that, and she is amazing. Okay, so then I got to ask this
0: question, Holly: Is Luke does he ever get mad? Like, does can he get mean?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, not really mean. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, well, for sure not mean. But like, we'll both raise our voices at the kids, you know. Right now and then, but we try, we're trying not to. But no, not a, no, no meanness
3: in him. Even so. when you're building this house and making a lot of decisions.
1: Oh yeah, it was actually it was so good. It was like fun. He well, he was really good because he just said,
3: "You can make the choices." You
2: just
1: so he just kind of stepped out, which that was smart. Yeah, <laughs> this was a really great process. <laughs> Way to go, Luke. No, yeah, he is. We'd like, probably fight more if he was if he engaged, but he doesn't engage. He's very he's a peacemaker. He's he sees the good in everyone. Yeah, he's good. Good, good man. What a
2: power couple in the ward, right, <laughs> uh, This rubber band that I'm wearing on my wrist is specifically so like when my tone with my kids starts to get a little bit not positive, you I slept. snap it <laughs> to remind myself. And then I got to be like, okay, I got to take a deep breath and just talk nice to my kids and make sure that I'm... <laughs> Did you come up with that? Yeah. Yeah. That's one that's of I, I set a goal just to just make sure that we're trying to like facilitate... <laughs> Almost all positive situations in the house, (laughs) as best we can. Yeah, I mean, and obviously that's impossible. But we're trying to try to. Oh, have
3: to pull on that.
2: Uh, Fortunately, it's it's only a couple times a minute right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I. It actually, you know. And when we first had it on, I pulled it more, but whatever. It. Yeah, just a reminder. You, you've well. got amazing kids.
3: They're just the sweetest thing. <laughs> Fun, oh.
2: motivated,
0: kind to adults. Did you always know you were going to – you have seven,
1: right? You have six.
0: You have six. Okay. Oh, there's another one on the way. <laughs> oh, Gary. seems like seven. <laughs> <laughs> seems like seven when they're all running around. I know. It does
1: seem like seven. Sometimes it seems like even more than that.
0: <laughs> Did you always kind of think you'd have a big family?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I remember talking on our honeymoon and saying, let's have about seven kids. We we kind of said seven-ish. In fact, well, I shouldn't say my password, but something that has been in my password for many years. <laughs> something like that.
2: The number seven.
1: The <laughs> number seven is in there, yeah. Yeah.
2: So there's more to come.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, we would probably like to have one more. We'll see if we can.
3: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well,
0: great kids. Oh, you great thank, you, my. thank you. Thank you. You're a good right. crew. <laughs> so, kind of along the lines of raising kids, um, maybe, Holly, what are what are your thoughts on raising kids in the gospel? And obviously, everybody is trying to do it and we all struggle, but mm-hmm. what are some of your, I mean, Luke just gave us a really good one. and I love them. Maybe I need to throw, you got an extra a rubber one on one? You want this one? Yeah. They're yeah. not very expensive. Though. Yeah. yeah. True. <laughs> but Holly, give us, give us some of your, you know, what, what, what are you trying to do with the kids to help them r- raise them in the gospel?
1: Well, so I was feeling like I needed to, um, Well, okay. So when the kids were little, we started memorizing scriptures instead of reading them out of the book because we felt like it was, well, you're on the go a lot. So it's something you could do on the go and they could memorize them. So the kids have, I don't know, maybe a lot of, yeah, they have a lot lot of of scriptures scriptures memorized. And so we would just go over them and they'd memorize these scriptures. Um, and then as the older kids are getting older, I thought I needed to do better about like really studying with them. So Now I wake up like 10 minutes earlier than I would. I wake up, I go with the boys only right now, and I'll start with the other ones that are a little older, and we'll go in and just start the day with a scripture study. And that's been so In their room? In their room, yep. So I just wake them up, I open the windows and say, good morning, and they just kind of, you know, roll over, and we... You know, when they get older,
2: that's not going to go over as well, right? So I train them while they're young, (laughs) the way they should go. She, I mean, that... That was amazing. Idea. Amazing idea. That's a cool idea. The, the boys love it. And they're they receiving do. it. Yeah, they, they see
1: They'll be like, it. Mom, are we reading scriptures in the morning? So, yeah. I mean, oh, my I my you don't know what I they're do. getting they out of it. it, but at least they know that it's important and it's something we're going to yeah. do. You know, I don't know.
0: So you, so you basically read to them while they're waking up. Yeah. Out. I love that idea. Hmm. Jamie, are you listening? A few minutes early. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
2: yeah, um, I love the
0: you <laughs> memorize scriptures because I haven't heard that before. It's, they really know
1: them yeah and they they know the references so then that, once they get the scriptures and they can find the ones you know and they'll mark the ones that they've memorized or they remember you know so that's, cool. that's a good way to start How about getting the little... older
0: kids to help with the younger like little rosie any hacks on that because it, it looks like they do a pretty oh, good they job just there. love
1: her i don't know that we had any hacks other than waiting five years to have the next one yeah. because <laughs> that really they just love her So much, and they're so helpful.
2: That's why she can't walk at a year and a half years old. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Somebody's uh, carrying her.
1: spoiled in a baby. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right.
0: Uh, Oh, that's too good. All right. What about uh, trials of faith? Anything there, Luke? I mean, I don't think with Holly, but I don't know. No, I mean,
1: you know, I'll have questions about things, but I feel like I've just always tried to turn. to the right sources, right? Instead of, you know, some of those, those conference talks out there that are like, look, go to the right sources when you have questions. Don't don't yeah. look at the wrong spots, you know? And I think just with time, I feel like it's always just time. The more I'm praying about something that I have a question about and giving it time, sooner or later, either I just don't feel as bothered by it. Yeah. Or I'll I'll come to a conclusion or something, you know, that resolves. And so I feel like time and prayer and just sticking with it instead of turning away. Yeah. has helped me with questions you know but no major crisis of faith really i'd say
0: yeah luke anything for you any any any, anything there are you just like all in sure well, seems like it
2: the, there's t- the, I, I just had two thoughts real quick number one she's my anchor and she keeps me i mean i i think my personality tends to kind of like wander uh, along the edges of the path mm-hmm. and she is right down the middle and every time i get too close to the edge or a couple toes over, she pulls me right back in and she is my anchor. And I think there's a reason why God created Adam and Eve together to have companionship to do that. And I testify of that that is yeah. my life and she is right there. And that is for me. And then the other one is, it's just, I was thinking about, I mean, even while I was, um, not going to church when I was younger, I can't, I think I must've been in fifth grade or sixth grade, but I still, I think I wanted to believe, and I, I remember hanging out with a couple friends. I went camping with some friends, and um, I've told some of the primary kids this story, but um, I remember we were up on this, this mountainside, and it was just me and my two friends, and neither one of them were members of the church. And somehow, we, these little elementary school kids got on the topic of, of whether or not there was a God. And they were both saying there wasn't a God, and I was saying there was, And I remember we were just, we were just rolling rocks down this mountainside talking about all this stuff. And it was a cloudy day. And, um, and one of them said, you know what, if there was a God, I want to see him, um, bring the sun out right now. And I Hmm. kid you not, it was like within five seconds, it was like the brightest blue sunny day I had ever seen. And I had said a, a little prayer as soon as he said that, just say, you know what? you show them. And sure enough, it happened. And for me, that was something, it was just a little testimony builder. Whether it was coincidence or not, I don't think it was. I think it that was just a really simple answer to my prayer. And I, I've always, I think I've always wanted to believe. And I've always, uh, I, I think I have that optimistic uh, desire to want to to do the right thing to, to do that. But um, so to have a crisis of faith, I don't think it was really that so much as it was um, hanging out with the wrong people, and then not having the support system at that time in my life. But then it all came together, and I did, and I do. So that's, I think, that's more of it I for me. I love that. I um, love <clears>
0: that. What about this um, last conference? Um, is there anything that uh, I mean? What, what what stands out in your mind listening to this last conference? I'll let both of you answer that. Do
2: you want to go ahead?
1: You go ahead and
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so specifically, Elder Ballard's talk for me. Yeah. I mean, again, the the way that his mission blessed his life, and and that is again, I, that is all me. And I feel like if I hadn't gone on a mission, my life would be so drastically different. And I am so glad. I'm so glad. And we we drill it into our kids' heads, and our specifically our boys and. While you're thinking, I'll say one more thing. We um I know I've heard this from a few people, but it was really cool for us to have this, and we hadn't heard this before. But we were at a, a football game at the University of Utah at, with Briggs and Bo, me and Holly and Briggs and Bo. And um we ran into Elder Rasband and oh, wow. and we um there were a few people talking to him, so we we caught him right as he was um uh finishing up a conversation, and he immediately locked in with the boys. And he didn't really pay attention to us, which is exactly what I was hoping. And he he asked him about themselves, started talking to him. And as he was finishing up, he said, you boys going to go on a mission? And, uh, (laughs) and they're like, Mm -hmm. probably, he's like, probably, or yes, called him right out. (laughs) And, And, and they said, Yes, we're gonna go. And he's like, do you promise? And they're like, Yes, he's like, say, I promise. He's like, so they both said, "I promise." He's like, "Okay, hey, now I want you to remember. You promised an apostle. You're going on a mission." <laughs> I love
3: that. Come so, on. I also,
2: so I was i was in the background, just <laughs> yeah. jumping up and down, cheering, just being like, "Yes!" And they
1: yes, remember so. and they watched and his talks. There was like, "Oh, that's the guy that we promised." So they—they so wow. they
2: remember and they're—they wow. are like you. At, I encourage all of you to ask them about it because they will remember and they—they're going on missions now. But. But for me, that's that talk. I love that. I absolutely love that. What a blessing! Oh, totally, seriously. (laughs) Have clarity to be right right.
1: off that young to just be like, okay, I'm doing it. Wow, so amazing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we didn't expect that, but it was really cool.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: I couldn't.
2: I couldn't second that more
0: than going on a mission, man. I tell you, Mm. it's, it's, it was definitely much more important than any of my education outside of that. I mean, the education on my mission was much, infinitely more valuable. Mm-hmm. so I mm-hmm. love that he made him promise yeah mm-hmm. yeah I bet you they go <laughs> All right, but what about I, you?
1: I would just I mean the the theme of missionary work was so strong and I just love that it was they were very direct and very clear of I mean kind of like elder Asman, but just I love being like boys are you listening and even girls are you you know that just it was very clear about this kind of this recall. I mean, have they've already been called, but just to be yeah, just so clear and direct that this is what you're supposed. to This is your priesthood responsibility. You Tell me a word
0: about your tradition. I know that you've had one when they were younger on conference. Luke shared that in the elders' quorum. I think everybody needs to hear it. I don't about uh, driving around going. and listening. Oh, oh. this yeah. is really good.
1: Well, I mean, we just buckle them. We just get in the car, always Sunday morning session and drive and we go on a long drive and look at the leaves if it's the fall session, but, um, it just makes them, their captive audience and they know they're going to be there. You know, we get out for maybe a five minute or yeah, a little walk right. around, you know, but they just all know they have to listen and be there and they're all prepped for it. And, Something about the car for for all parenting. They're they're there. They can't move, and you can have good discussions. They're all ears, you know. That, so
2: that has been that is the car moments have been key for us because they're they're all so uh, they've all been so young, and they're just so uh, everywhere all at once that to have them there buckled in and sitting still generally. Yeah. Uh, that's you
1: know, the main session that's, that's that we really like it. can it's listen like, to. We can't do anything <laughs> you know?
2: else and we can control the radio, so we just turn it off and hey, have a quick conversation or talk about it, something like that. But now they look forward to it. The the conference weekend and it's a tradition. They drive, yeah. And they yeah, they really enjoy it. It's really fun. I love that
0: tradition. And I think that I think that makes a big difference, right? I mean, if you look at the way that you're raising these kids, you know, they're they have a pretty clear understanding of how it's all supposed to work. And that's a good no, way to do it. <laughs> Tom, you have any thoughts on, on this?
3: Well, having raised 11 children, and <coughs> I agree with you, Luke, that my wife is my anchor, um, that the process of raising children has been one of the greatest miracles of my life, to see how when they're exposed to the truth, At a young age, uh, they become believers rather quickly. And I think my experience has been with my wife, she's just a believer. She she begged her mother to go to church with her before she was a member of the church, and her father prohibited her from going to church because she just had these feelings uh, that it was right. And there was this beautiful Lutheran church where she grew up that they were a member of, but instead she wanted to go to the labor union where they had to sweep cigarette butts off the floor before the meeting because she had these feelings uh, that it was true at a very early age. And uh, a lot of good women that I I hear from are like that. And it was amazing to hear it from Holly tonight. That's the same way it was with her. I love that. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, We all have a lot of good women in our life, don't we? It's the only (laughs) way to make it happen. (laughs) So you um, young men that are listening to this, you're probably not, but (laughs) (laughs) unless we start rapping or something, I don't know. we got to make it
3: more interesting for the youth. (laughs) Find yourself a good woman. That's the trick. Well, I've certainly heard from Tyler what uh, marrying a good woman has meant to him. Yeah, no doubt. I know that Mm -hmm. Gary's got one of the choicest wives that Mm -hmm. anybody Mm -hmm. could have. Mm Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up with our last question, and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll start with Luke and let Holly think about it. Um, and that is, uh, you know, hundred years from now, hundred years from right now, we're all gone, long gone, and your posterity is listening to this very podcast because that's one of the reasons we're doing it is we want to attach this to family search. What do you want them to know about you? What, what do you want them to know about Holly? What do you want them to know? Well, you're, you're talking to him right now. Go.
2: So I, I've had, because I have had the opportunity to do some of these interviews, I've had a chance to think about how I'd answer that question. And interestingly enough, it continues to evolve and change. Sure. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is, is that I feel like if there's anything I've learned um, in my life and the choices I've made and seeing the people around me and the choices that they've made, I feel like it's that, um, I, I have a testimony of God and I have testimony that how how much he loves us and, and he's way more loving and forgiving than uh, this is again, my opinion, but, and I think a lot of the scriptures say this, but I think he's way more loving and merciful than we will ever understand. And, and, no matter what we do, no matter no matter what we do, we always have a place with God and he will always love us. We can do nothing to destroy the love of God. And I think that was Elder Bednar or Elder Christofferson who just said that too. But I mean, we, that, that love is everything in our lives. And if we can remember that, which I have a hard time doing a lot, but I feel like if, if we can just do that and try to have that in our lives, that will make everything a little easier. And then not only that, but anything we do in our lives, he can make it better. And he will magnify our efforts. It's, this is a quote that um, I've, I've been studying, but um, it's really that anything we do in our lives, he can magnify and make it far better than we ever could do by ourselves. So it's a, I just, I have a testimony of that. And I know that God is there for us. I know that he loves us. And I know that if we turn to him, he'll help us. And sometimes that means letting us help ourselves, but he'll help us and he will strengthen us and he will bestow his grace on us and strengthen us far more than we ever think we can, we can be strengthened. And, and that's, it's all, it's all him. That's, so that's, that's really that. I love that. Holly.
1: I think I would want them to know that I am a happy person. And not because everything in my life is perfect, which it's not, but I, I just am so happy. I'm so happy in my life. I feel joy that is deeper than just a surface happiness. And I, and it comes from the gospel. And I would tell them that any sacrifice that they might make any trial, any hard thing, it's all worth it. It's all worth the effort to have that peace in your life, to have the blessings that come from having a family and from, you know, being able to progress and hopefully be together with your family forever. All those things are so worth any effort or sacrifice that it might feel like you're making at the time. And so put forth that effort and you'll be blessed and, and lean on God who loves you always. And, and you'll be okay. And try to have some fun on the way and be happy and don't get too caught up on dumb stuff. Just enjoy life. You know,
0: I love it. it. And, and, and You know, I'd be remiss not to to identify, you know, the spirit right now because I can certainly feel it really strong right now with these, you know, thoughts and what you've shared. This is absolutely wonderful advice. And uh, thank you so much. This uh, This is a good one. Thank you.
2: Thanks for coming. Thank you.